let's go ahead and get to this uh, Drake while we talking about music. Drizzy Drake and Rogers. All the dogs. For, <laughs> yeah, I know we, we talked about it like a little bit less on the last pod. And I know we said we're going to listen to the rest of it and get our opinion on it. Yeah. So being that Drake is the artist that he is, I kind of want to see where do we stand on it. Maybe a ranking out of 10. Where, where, where do we stand on it? Mm, 6.5. Okay. I'm not going to hold y'all. I didn't hear the whole album. So, yeah. Really? Nah. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard the whole Drake album since. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. He ain't heard it. Yeah. <laughs> so, Jermaine, <laughs> um, what songs did you really enjoy from the album? I can say when I first played the album, I listened to it probably for three days straight. I was traveling last weekend. And so I listened to it three days straight, nonstop. And it really wasn't hidden crazy for me. Um, he had some bars. He definitely has some crazy bars in there. Are you looking at the track list right now? Yeah. All right. So looking at the track list, where, like, naming off, like, which songs do you enjoy? Um, 6979 Santa. Um, that's the first one. Oh, you want me to go all the way down? Yeah, I'm just like from number one. Like, where do you? Uh, I'll be honest. On the individual song level, I don't really like it. I like it as a project. So, like, I probably won't play very many of these songs by themselves. I will say I replayed the album on Friday, and it sounded way better after not listening to it for like a week. Um, but in terms of individual songs, like. I like six nine seven nine or seven nine six nine. Bahamas promises. I like the little BBL love inter interlude. I like that one too. I like Virginia Beach. Like that was such a throwback to like being a kid and going to Virginia Beach. Like is definitely pretty and ghetto. Um, that was hard. That reminded me of Tuscan Letter. Mm. Mm. Like the beat. Yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, this is where he's going with it. Starting off from track one. But um, those were a few of the things that stood out to me. I liked both the Chief Keef references. So, uh, you know, he's featured on all the parties. And then what's, which one is it that I'm blanking on the name where he's sampled? Chief Keef? Mm-hmm. I only heard him on one of the songs. And that was all the parties. He's on another one. He sampled another one. It's a, I don't like. Uh, I thought that was a dope flip. And I feel like Chief Keef just always needs more respect. Chief Keef will never get enough respect to me. So Yeah. He put out like on his story uh the rest of his verse. And I'm like, damn. Drake should have dropped it. Like that. I was like, he I needed the rest of because he only played like literally maybe like four bars. Yeah. And then Drake just copied what he said in those four bars and then went on went on with the song. That's why I hated that feature so, because I feel like he didn't do enough with it with, with Chief Keith. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, was I was like, he should have let him rock and let him finish that his verse off. Because mm-hmm. it was sounding hard on this story. Okay. I don't know if that's bad. 6.5 bad? Is that that cool? I guess. It was cool. Like, like I said, I liked it more this past Friday. Uh, when I first heard it the first week, I was like, yeah, I'm kind of good on this. But after not hearing it for a while, I was like, oh, actually, this is like songs that I didn't like the first time I liked again. Like I really liked Amen the second time. I really liked Fear of Heights the second time. That whole little strip from like really Virginia Beach to 
actually to probably like members only, I really liked um, the second time around. I hate to sound like I'm, you know, repeating what other people have said, but the only thing that I didn't like about the album, or probably the biggest thing is like, Drake, we have been listening to you whine about girls for 15 years now. Like you are the biggest rapper in the world. All of these bitches shouldn't be spinning you. Like there's a certain point that like you, there should be some sort of evolution in terms of like who he chooses to date or just his content in general. Like I want to hear him talk about like being a dad, talk about like how does watching his son change how he feels about his dad and his parents. Like give us a little bit more of like the real personal. He kind of had a bar. He said like something about her and like like terrible twos. Uh, never mind. Go ahead. I would like to see a little bit more of that because right now all the like songs of him being played and giving stuff to women, it's like, all right, Drake, you get it. You've been saying the same stuff for 15 years. I don't want another Rihanna track. I'm sorry. Like next album, I don't want to hear a damn thing about Rihanna. I can't take it. We get it. I feel like a lot of people were actually upset about the track you're talking about, Fear of Heights. Because mm-hmm. when I heard that, like, as I keep hearing, I'm like, man, this is might be one of the greatest female disses, like, that I ever heard. Like, he, he oh, my God. Like, that's crazy. Like, the way the song leads off, he said, why they make it sound like that? I'm still hung up on you. That can never be. And then he, he says, gal can't ruin me. Like, he's literally using references to mm-hmm. Rihanna. Better him than me. That's a shot at Rocky, obviously. Better it's not me. I'm anti. I'm anti. Yeah, and the sex was average with you. Yeah, I was dead when you said that. Because I had it with you. Like yeah. I was like, this is this this is crazy. That was the line that really got me out. And then I've had batter bitches in you TBH. I'm like, not TBH. <laughs> okay, I'm auntie like your daddy sister. <laughs> I took like a family picture and I had to be battered. This like this nigga was like, <laughs> and then he said, "Let me stop." And then the way the beat switched up, nah, fuck it, let me go. Oh my god, like I, like to be honest, Drake went insane on this on this project. For all the dogs, I I actually very like enjoyed myself. Okay, so uh, what, what's um, your number? I'm gonna say I did like go through the track, going through the playlist. I deleted. 13 songs out of the 23. Damn. Well, maybe 12. So I, I got I got 12 songs that I really like. And that's Virginia Beach, Fair Heights, First Person Shooter, 7969 Santa, Slime You Out, Bahama Promises, Tried Our Best, Drew Picasso, Members Only, All the Parties, BBL Love, and then Polar Opposites. And then everything else was like, that was garbage. Like on this project. What do you think about the sexy red track? Daddy? It was not good. I think he should have just went ahead and let City Girls do it. Really? Um, I think it would have sounded way better. Like, let JT do that. And let her come up with a verse. Yeah, okay. Someone who can actually rap. Um, I think that would have helped him out a lot. I'm going to say my fir- my favorite track on this album got to be Drew Picasso. Mm. What is that, like, a uh, group that he... He has underneath him. Uh, Magic Jordan? No, it's like he has Party Next Door, then it's like another group. They don't OVO. Let me see and it's here. not Magic Jordan. 
I want to say, oh, Division. Oh, okay. I feel like when I heard that track, I feel like I heard them all through um, that record. And I like him on that kind of, uh, those kind of songs. Yeah, Drake garbage to me. So I'm just like, <laughs> I'm just like, that shit just garbage. Like, this, this is my thing about Drake, though. Like, and niggas been saying this for years. Like, it's just uninspired, mm-hmm. personally. Like, I just need something that is, innov- I like to listen to innovative shit, shit that's inspired, shit that, like, really, I mean, I'm sure this album probably means something to him, but it just don't really connect for me, you know, like, when I was listening to the feature. Yeah. So one of my other criticisms for this album is I think Drake is being too much of the thermostat and not the thermometer. I think he's really trying to, and he's been doing this for a while. Like this is not new by any means, but when you think about like so far gone to me, that was like, it's always going to be such a standout project. I feel like it set the tone for everything else that came after it. And more and more over these past few albums, it's more like, okay, let me get who's hot and take that sound. Let me take the drill. Let me take some of the Afro beats. Let me take, you know, whatever I think is hot and combine it with my sound, clean it up, smooth it out. And then that's just going to be my new sound. It's like, no, 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 like go in the studio and like make something new, make something that is going to, force other people to change don't change you to fit everybody else i'm a little tired of that personally mm-hmm. and that's why i love artists like future young thug um mm-hmm. even the playboy cardi chief mm, I'm, I'm just gonna say those three for right now but because they they created a sound and niggas took it but then they created another sound and then they yes. take that sound and then they created another sound like they're creative you know what i'm saying like drake is creative as well but at the same time like the only thing he really gave us was, like you said, that so far gone, like that type of vibe. Like that's mm-hmm. what people are still emulating to this day. But he hasn't really gave us anything else to like to feed off of. You know what I mean? That's just that's yeah. my critique of him. Yeah, I feel like to wrap this uh, conversation up on the album, mm-hmm. let's get down to one of the biggest tracks. Um, first person shooter. Since we all said we heard that one with uh, him and J. Cole. Mm-hmm. And I know there's been a lot of debate around, like, I, I feel like everyone loves J. Cole verse. I know I talked to mm-hmm. you, like, outside of the podcast, Matt, and you said he had the best verse on the album. Yes, 1,000%. <laughs> like, name name another one. Like, I'll give you time to, I'll give you homework. If you, I'll give you a week. If you tell me a better verse that's on that album, then... I was gonna say I give you a hundred, but I don't got a hundred to give you. But like I said, that's the best verse on the album to me. All right. I mean, you th- okay? That's your opinion. What about you, Jermaine? You think you think that was the best verse or this? What do you think about this, J Cole? Cole definitely ate him up, left no crumbs. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Matt, to what you're saying, I hadn't thought about it that way, but there's not a verse I could say in terms of bars, was, like, better than that verse in the song, so you're probably right. But one thing I saw that was interesting, because I know there was a lot of debate about, like, why would you let Cole do this to you on the track? Like, on your album, why would you do this? Mm-hmm. But I heard that Cole actually has never had a number one on, like, the Billboard Hit 100, which is low-key crazy to me for him to be, like, such a hip-hop stable and to never have a number one. And so supposedly, like, 
know. Like this is kind of supposed to be a look from Drake to hopefully help them get a number one together. Hopefully for Cole to be able to get his first one. And that may be why he ate him up and allowed him to, to let him live. I don't know. But that's that's one of the conspiracies that's going around. It's crazy to me. I, I'm, I'm never going to get over the fact that Cole hasn't had a number one. I don't get it. I think, didn't we talk about this, right? I feel like we just talked about this too. Because it's like, what song would it have been? Like, Workout? Or maybe like, Nobody what is or nobody Perfect? Like, I feel like that could have been number one. What was I don't the think, video? I don't think we the... talked about it on the podcast. We talked about it outside. And I told my okay. fans. Okay. Go ahead, Dungeon Man. Which one was the video with the dogs? Is that Wet Dreams? Uh, what he was talking about, I forgot what the first verse is, but it's a crazy first verse. But yeah, I think so. That's what I could have saw, you know, um, doing something on the charts. Maybe not number one. It had the visuals, like it was like just kind of mainstream enough, poppy enough that I feel like a lot of people wouldn't embrace it. I don't know. It just, it feels like an insult for him to be as talented as he is and to not have had number one. So I'm team. Let's get Cole a number one. He has number one album. Yeah, all literally all his albums have reached number one. So that's that. But if, in terms of songs, go ahead. If you were an artist, what do you think you would mm-hmm. care more about? A number one album or a number one single? Damn, that's a good question. Probably an album because it's a album full of songs versus just one song. Mm-hmm. That's, that's kind of where I, how I feel about that, I think. Because if you have a number one single, like, that's hot, but then... But you know the, what the thing is, though? Like, okay, if you got a number one single, then you can eat off of just that one single forever. You know what I mean? If people license yeah. it to use it in a commercial or things like that, you can't do that with an album specifically. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. I kind of see both sides with that. I, I kind of want to get to it um, with this record here. Mm-hmm. What exactly did J. Cole say on this verse to make y'all say this was the best verse? On this album, I'm glad because like at, at first, like when I was listening to this, I was like, okay, he went in, but there was nothing. I know everybody pointed out his IT bar. I was just about to say that that's that, that that's bar. Crazy. That's, that's hard. Yeah, you thought um, that was hard because you work in that IT. bar is hard. No, not even that, but it's just hard though. Like that's hard. The wordplay is hard. Um, let me see what else. Everybody steppers will fuck it. Everybody breakfast and I'm about to clear my plate. Uh, hey, how they? Because everybody is steppers, but but he, but he's speaking to niggas though. Like that's really, what I like. To... It's a good question. He said if he was speaking to somebody, he'll make a no in the same verse. He was speaking to niggas. I don't know why he pussied out and didn't say no names, but he was definitely speaking to a certain someone. Kendrick, Mister Mister Morale and the Big Steppers. I think he was talking mm. about a young boy. It, it it could be a double. It could be two birds, one stone. It's it's diverse in t- like in totality. Have- for mm-hmm. for me, it was what he did in totality. Like he addressed so many things in one verse. Low key. Oh what? He might have addressed more in that one verse than Drake addressed directly in the, the entire album. Mm-hmm. Because Drake really just said something about young boy, and then he said something about Rihanna. And that was about it. But he got a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Millie Bobby and he, Brown. Yeah, but he had to push a bar, you know, a bar or two in there. But, like, he really didn't say... A, he had, like, catchy bars and things that are going to be crazy captions and things that you definitely, like, okay, I'm going to replay this a couple times. But in terms of, like, addressing specifics, like, 
Cole addressed so much from where he feels like, you know, his position is in the game, the YB situation, people, um, you know, really dissecting his lyrics after the Yachty verse. So we know like, okay, this is recent, the like preparation for the fall off um, and anticipation around that, him being a part of the big three. Like, I think he just got a lot off in a, a very short amount of time, which is impressive to me. Mm-hmm. And it didn't sound jumbled at all either, because a lot of people try to say a lot and it just sound like everything is so organized with it. It's just yeah. a very well put together verse and not saying that. Drake that, that, can't that, put that definitely verses. wasn't even better than like Fear of Heights. OK, let me let me read the Fear of Heights, because this is my thing. Though. A good verse isn't like, oh, my God, he said a crazy punchline. Like a good verse is, is the total verse. It can't be no wasted words. You know what I'm saying? Like everything has to fit together thematically. J. Cole has, mm-hmm. has a number one, right? No. Correct. So what about the way he put it together makes you feel like what you're what you're like putting up that level? You're saying, oh, that's the best verse. Like, where is that coming from? Is that just because that's how you feel about it? Or because Drake is the one that got number ones and his verse is the one that transcends time. It's not J. Cole versus. Get him, so what, Get him. I know, where, I know where, where exactly going, are you? Like, I'm trying to understand, like, where is this, like, love for J. Cole versus? Nah. And, like, I'm like, nobody feels that way about a J. Cole verse because they ain't never went number it's, one. It's totally different. Like, first of all, I'm, I'm a Drake stan. I love Drake. But in terms of, like, who they're appealing to, they're appealing to two totally different audiences. Like, Drake specifically is making music for people to stream over and over again. Like Rich Baby Daddy is not the most creative song of all time, but that's a song, you know, okay, this is going to go crazy in the charts. Cole is making music for the, the actual like artistic element, which is why his projects go number one. Like you want to play them all together because he has clear themes. Um, number one clear, on hip hop charts? Um, I no, think it's on Billboard. On the chart, yes, number on one on Billboard. Billboard. All of his albums have been number one on Billboard. I'm looking at it right Stop now. Stop lying. No, it hasn't. Like, what are okay. you talking about? No, it has <laughs> not. Man, you better put some respect on my name. You better put some respect on my Forest Hills Drive, maybe. Um, Get him. What'd that say? Get him. What, what'd that say? Hey, read, it, read it and weep. One. Oh, man. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's, it's funny that you're looking at numbers, because I was looking at some numbers earlier uh, this week, too. Okay, well, let's talk about the numbers in a bit. Okay, one, yeah. one, 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 one. Even the one that you hated, hated the most, KOD, one, all across the board, except for these countries, one. Can you scroll up and see what's the uh, what's the column say? U.S. U.S. Okay. And U.S. R.B. Hip Hop and U.S. Rap. Okay, and that's the sales, all right. Yeah. Well, that's just chart position. Yeah, sales all the way to the right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not I'm not even like the big J. Cole guy. I'm just saying like we gotta we can't like we can't do this. We can't do this with him. And I will say that to your point, Rod, and then we'll get to the numbers. Like he, he said the big three. That's what he called himself, right? As okay, well, oh, big okay. Three. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Mm-hmm. The big three of hip hop. And we mm-hmm. he named off the big three. Mm-hmm. Drake, Kendrick Lamar, and Jermaine Cole. Yeah. That didn't sound weird to anybody. That he's in the big three. Yeah, <laughs> like pinning his name in the same conversation as Drake and Kendrick. That didn't sound weird. Of course not. It sounded ridiculous to me. So who else would be in the big three? This big two, and then it's a bunch of like other people. 
I feel and he's on like the other people. Wow. He's the other people for sure. He's other people. But he's still number three, though. Yeah, he's definitely still it's number debate. three. Who who else could who it else be? Logic? Oh man. No. Hold on. That's why I'm I'm trying to go off the charts. Like I'm, I'm like, I had numbers. Um Jack mean, Harlow. Go he's ahead. definitely three. Like I agree. He's it's no competition, but they are the big three. That's easy. Oh, oh okay. I got I got the easy uh, stats here. So J. Cole, awards and nominations. Oh, here we go. Uh, now we're bringing up All the right. white people's stats, not awards and nominations. <laughs> nah, right. Soul train soul train on here. Okay. Uh, <laughs> BT. <laughs> better put the BT awards on there too. No, nah, I'm not. I'm not trying to doubt J Cole. He has a like very great stats for like he's definitely in the he's in the books. He got 11 wins and 120 nominations in really? his whole entire career. Um, so that's American Music Awards, BET Hip Hop Awards, Billboard, Grammy Awards, MTV, NAACP, and Soul Train Music Awards. So those are all the awards and categories he's been in. He's won the hip hop awards. He's won one billboard, one Grammy, and he won three Soul Train music awards in his entire career. Power to the people. Yeah. So then I had, when you start talking about like when it gets to for all the dogs and he's talking about big three, I had to look at Kendrick Lamar's. Mm. And it, it got very gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in terms of wins. Gap. It's a big it's a, Oh, my God. It got Because, like, J. Cole had 11 wins. Mm. Kendrick Lamar has 178 wins. Yeah. And 228 nominations. Like, I it, think it's, it's more than that. This, I think it's this 400. Gap, it's a six pending. Like, it, the gap was very, 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 very far away. When we're talking about, like, skill mm-hmm. of rap and the way people talk about J. Cole. And, like, I, I hate, I feel like some reason, because no one else can rap for real, that they push him up there. Like, I always said that, mm-hmm. like, that level of artist. Because there's, there's, like, a huge, let's see, Kendrick Lamar, Academy Awards, American Music Awards, BET, Hip Hop, Billboard, Brit. Grammy Awards, Golden Globes, uh, Juno Awards. I don't even know these names. Mobile, <laughs> MTV, <laughs> NAACP, Primetime Emmy, People Choice Awards, Soul Train, Teen Choice Awards, South African Hip Hop Awards. You missing the biggest now, one though? The Pulitzer. Very, yeah, he had a Pulitzer. Pulitzer. Now I'm not trying to put salt in in Kendrick's game, but Good Kid, Mad City actually it peaked at number two. Really? Mm-hmm. It peaked at number two. And then wow. Section 80 peaked at 113, which is kind of to be expected. Yeah. So he's only had three number one albums compared to Cole, who every album was number one. Yes, Cole has one, two, three, four, five, six number mm-hmm. one albums. Compared to three. So, I mean, you know. I guess he like chose a good week. But, I mean, if we look <laughs> over time and what people love, <laughs> I don't know. It looks very bleak. For uh, my boy Cole, and I, and I love Cole because he no no don't no um, don't do that. Don't be like, like I no, love North Carolina no, artists. I'm not gonna let you do that. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> the Cole like he like he was standing up, like he was literally sitting on the roof in North Carolina in Fayetteville, and I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> like my boy, he, he's sitting on top of North Carolina right now. Like a local rapper, like he, he's the top. So yeah. All right. 
What what y'all feel like? What do y'all think Cole's highest charting song is? Just just off a guess. <laughs> that's crazy. Which, he actually oh, has his two. top songs. Is, is his worst? Power? Yeah, that's why it's actually kind of tough. Um, Weak ass nigga. <laughs> I thought that was your boy. Hold on, what happened? That changed quickly. Probably something from KOD. Close, actually. They're both actually very recent. So the first one is My Life, the song with 21 Savage and Murray. That peaked at number two. And, oh, okay. And then also, well, it's actually anything coming. off of Sotlines? Nope. The, the other one, the other one is this year. That song, All My Life, with Lil Durk. See, now that, okay, that makes me sick for Cole. His top two charting songs are both uh, collabs. Mm hmm. His next closest is Middle Child, which was in 2019, which was just so, I, Okay, so like we're hearing these right. And then mm -hmm. we just said like a second ago, she was like, oh man, I'm so surprised he ain't got no number ones. Oh my God. Like, I, And then now we get into the songs. It's almost like, what are we talking about? Like, it's obvious why this man don't got no number ones. <laughs> he has good music though. Like he has good songs. It just, it just don't be... Radio friendly. Yeah. Like he got good raps. Like, you know, yes. that, that's one thing I was talking about. I'll say about J. Cole. Like, I like his raps more than I just like the song, if that makes sense. Um Yeah, I get that. And to your point earlier. J. Cole right about, or Jadakiss? Jadakiss. All time, just like my favorite, Jadakiss. All time. Like we, we <laughs> let, Jadakiss. Like people like we just say they know how to rap and don't know how to make good songs. All right, like pin them up, up against somebody. <laughs> Like where are we ranking this guy? Like oh, you know, like if we were to say Jadakiss or Kendrick Lamar, Kendrick, like it wouldn't be no debate. Like Jadakiss, J. Cole, Jadakiss, off top. Like yeah. it's not it's not no debate. <laughs> yeah. like, that's why, like, when it's a, like I don't understand when we talk about today's classes, like what are we talking? Are we talking about hip hop just in overall, or are we just saying versus Loliati? Like who's he better than? No, but you you, you moving that's you moving the goalposts because like we talking about the class, you can't bring up Jadakiss. Cause Jadik is from the '90s, like we have mm -hmm. to talk about everybody that came out from 2010 till now, and like if you do, who who else could it? Who else? It's it's really nobody else. So I get where you're coming from, where it's like, oh y'all just putting them up there, but like who else? Who else? And I will give you like yes, he is number three of the big three. Like there is a big gap between the big two and him, but in terms of Musically, like he has really grown over the past, I would say maybe like two, three projects. Like he's shortened up that gap. I think that gap was bigger back in the day. Um, the other thing too, I will say is like, when you look at it from a class perspective, like they came out with a really crazy class. And the fact that the three of them are still like the top acts pretty much in all of hip hop is crazy. Like if you had asked me back in the day, I would have thought like, Wiz, Wale, Big Sean might have had a fighting chance, but they crushed. Oh, I, I know someone who's bigger than J. Cole. And I put like he's that number three spot is very shaky for J. Cole in his class. And okay. I got to pit Do Tyler tell. the Creator, number three. Mm. Mm. And talking about someone who's built over his career, mm. who makes has better albums. So is, he, number three. is he technically in their class or he's a class after? No, he came out in like 08, 09. 
Yeah, he, yeah, he was out. True. Like, true. Yeah. true. Yeah, you know what? That's that's a good point. Damn. I'm not even mad at that. That shit just gave me chills when you said that. I'm like, damn, that's you right. That nigga Tyler really might be number three. He is Holy number three. Shit. Like, <sighs> he is. And I'm damn sure cold. we look at stats. I mean, I'm sure his like <clears throat> sales stats are, are probably higher. Let me see. Yeah, probably like every everything after Flower Boy, probably. Maybe Igor, maybe, but he had like a slow burn, I would say, like in terms of J. Cole had a slow did. burn. Not really. He J. Cole had a hit early though. Like that workout, that was a hit. Like niggas might not Stop have liked it. it. Stop it. It was come on, bro. Oh, it was a hit. Oh, come on. I heard that come shit on, everywhere. I heard no man, I still hear man. nobody's perfect. I still hear it. It was like, in college. Was, it wasn't like a Come on now, work out, nope. work out for me. Work. You talking about that? Yeah. Come on now, like stop. Like <laughs> what you mean? <laughs> like that's nope. not the stop it. That was a hit. That was his first for hit. Who? It went. It peaked at number thirteen All on right. the uh, Billboard uh, chart. I'm, 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 I'm gonna give you that. You said fifteen. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. Yeah. You know what? Okay. okay, if I had to guess what would have been a number one for Cole, I probably would have said Power. It was everywhere. It was. Only Miguel, because right? Miguel was on it. Like That's the only reason why I put that one on top. <laughs> yeah. Like, it ain't no just J. Cole record. I'm up for Damn. I'm good. Like, wow. but all right. No, Miguel did kill that. Shout out to J. Cole. And, like, he, he definitely, like, top five like this. of this, like, class. And then he just keeps getting lower and lower. <laughs> top five, top ten. Tyler. Damn, Tyler might be it. Okay. Shout out to that yeah. though. I think you got a a fighting chance with that. I mean, and Tyler's won Grammys. I mean, you know. Mm-hmm. He's got obviously the festival. Like he's got got the fan base. Yeah. And Tyler is a better producer too. I'm not even gonna hold y'all. Oh, for sure. Way better producer and sounds way better over his own beats. Yeah, I think um, J. Cole produced workout. And he did. <laughs> Damn. I remember I seen this video the other day. Like it was on YouTube. It said like J Cole creates worst beat ever for Jay Z. <laughs> and that shit was so garbage. I'm like, oh, like I don't even know why he. Oh my god. Oh, oh my. Oh man. Like... Should I play it right quick? Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, play it. Who would have thought that this episode would have been so much Cole slander? <sighs> Honestly. To be honest, this wasn't even meant to be like an episode. It was just meant to be like a recap kind of thing, just over a couple albums. Oh, uh, let me see. J. Cole, worst beat. <laughs> J. Cole making the worst beat known to mankind. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me see, share this. If here. he had have started working with like other producers earlier, he might have mm-hmm. gotten a number one single a while ago. I 1000% agree because that was always the critique of him is like, okay, you can rap, but your beats just not all the way there how they need to be. Like, it's just something's missing with the beats. Same thing they said about Nas. And it's funny because Nas was like, you made me disappointed. <laughs> like, I can't like make a whole generation disappointed with his beats. <laughs> he was like, damn, my beats wasn't that bad, Cole. What are you doing? Like, and see, um, eventually Nas figured it out, and mm-hmm. these last couple albums have gone crazy. So I think Cole's on that same trajectory. Agree, agree. It's so, just the fact that Nas had a nerve to say that. 
So let's take a look at this. I just want y'all to watch his body language, like how fire he think this shit is and how fire is not. You, no, stop. Turn it off. This is not real. This can't be real. This is so... What? This is so... This is so... No, this is not a way. Tell This episode is over. <laughs> there's no, yeah, because there's no way that's real. If that is not like. <laughs> The CGI AI that they added over that video to match. There's no way. Mm-mm. It sounds like a J. Cole beat. That I would agree is probably the worst beat I have ever heard that in shit, my life. That shit was definitely ass. Like, man. So, yeah, to your point, Jermaine, yeah, if he would have started working with, like, I don't know who I would have wanted to hear him with, maybe like a Ninth Wonder. Mm, um, yeah. I think they both Carolina. That could have been interesting, but um, let's get into some some other shit right quick. Oh, let's talk about the nonprofit. Yeah, like that little video, like that's actually a perfect segue. So speaking of terrible beats, well, actually, no, I, I shouldn't start it off like that because this beat <laughs> is not actual terrible, actually terrible. Um, so there's a nonprofit out here, and let me see what state this is in. Um, it looks like it's at, in North Carolina. Interesting. Are you serious? Yeah, I mean, it's it's posted wow. on the WBTV News Charlotte, so I'm assuming Charlotte, North Carolina. Small um, world. Really is, it really is. And so there's a nonprofit that teaches music production and DJing to kids. You know, it sounds like a good way to keep them out the keep them out of trouble and you know learn some real skills that can really take them somewhere, you know, in life. But this, I seen this and I was like, oh, he got it. Like he, this dude right here. He seemed to be like 16, 17, um, but he already got the the gift of gab here. So let's go ahead and listen to this beat. You show us a little bit of what you can do? Yes, of course. Love the sample too, though. Mm-hmm. Good choice. Even got the white man bobbing his head. Right. Okay, Beast by Jay Z, JT. Yeah, oh so cool. yeah, can you nah. believe it, John? Oh, and you had to pull. <laughs> <laughs> no, he killed that shit. God damn! Like when he you got did. the white, when you got the white people bobbing their head because they don't bob their head. I don't know what did they do. When they like music, but like when they really be doing a head bob, like yeah, you got it. That was hard. Most definitely. Beat by JT. Check him out. Like that's better than like literally every J Cole beat I heard. I was about to say that like a thousand times better than the beat we just played. All right, so I recently saw this uh, video on Hip Hop nineteen eighty seven. They have an Instagram page. Um, they wanted the the leading media in Philadelphia. 
And I had saw this reason uh, post where a guy was talking to a girl and they were talking about how they want their lady to dress. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was like a pretty interesting concept and thoughts that she had. And, the, and the, it was a good question. So I want to go ahead and play the video. Okay, cool. Your man. And I wanted you to dress more modestly. Would you change for me? Yeah, 100%. 100%. What gives you that idea? If a man wants me to change and like be more modest and be like his own, I know like if you dress a certain way, like guys want you in a certain way. If you, if I dress like this, guys always look at me like, oh, I'm single, I'm single, I'm single. But like if I am with someone, I would rather be more modest, dress more modest in order to like appreciate him as my boyfriend. 1000 cents, I'd be dressed as covered. So in your mind, it's not me being an insecure man, not wanting you to come out showing cleavage or, you know, wearing short shorts? No, of course not. So why do you think so many women tend to label men insecure when they feel that way? I honestly have no idea. I can't understand it. Like, if if your man doesn't want you dress that way, don't dress that way. It's a respect. It comes out of respect. If you respect your man, you won't dress a certain way. Where are you from? South Africa. Uh, you know, I already know the comments probably like, see, we've been telling y'all we ain't insecure. We just want to, we just want you to respect yourself and all that type. I already well, know it is. I love the comment there that says, many women do this. Y'all just cheat on them. Well, 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 well. <laughs> like, that's, that's a fact. <laughs> that is a fact right you there. You cheat on them with the girl in the short shorts with the cleavage out. Mm-hmm. It's a sick cycle. See, this is the thing, man. I think I'm, I got to expose. I got to expose this right quick. Here's the thing is we do be insecure and it'd be like, all right, like we have you. So so you told your girl this before or a girl this no, about no, no. the way she dressed? No. Okay. But I just feel like, well, this is just all feelings. This is, how I, this is where I feel like it comes from. It's like we do be insecure. Like we'll You have just talk girl. about the general public, not yourself. Correct. Correct. Okay. I just feel like niggas just be like, all right, I got her. You know what I'm saying? That's my girl. I don't want her. I don't want anyone to have her. So put some clothes on. Like, I don't want to, I don't even want somebody to look at you and then almost mm-hmm. holler at you. You know what I mean? Because I'm insecure in, in like our relationship. I really feel like that's what it is. Like for niggas to be telling their girl, like, hey, put some clothes on. Like, you're not confident that she's going to go out anyway and still come back to you every single time. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, why does that matter that's kind of how i feel about it yeah i think the part that is funny to me is like i get as a man you might want a woman who's like more modest but then men don't pick those women it's Mm -hmm. like if you want a modest girl then go out and holler at the modest girl but instead dudes will go out and get the girl who when you met her like her ass was out she had everything hanging out and then once you get her, then it's like, no, nah, you can't dress like this. It's like, but you met her like this. Like, you <laughs> liked mm-hmm. this look. That's why you talked to her. If you didn't like this look, if it was so against your values, then why'd you pick that girl? Why didn't you get the girl in the turtleneck and the little Amish people skirt? <laughs> right. So, I mean, I feel like she kind of spoke of that, like herself in the video. She said, since she's single, she dresses like that. And when she would get in a relationship, she would dress more respectful. Like, it seems like she had an understanding that dressing like that, she knew she would get more eyes on her. And when she does find someone, then she would dress more respectful just because that's what that is. That's what 
she understands that's why she dressed like that was to attract more eyes. What do you guys think about that as men? Well, women be saying, we don't do this shit for y'all. We be doing exactly. this shit because we want to look good. <laughs> What's the truth? Somebody tell me the truth. Like, like, is it, oh, like, we just want to, we just want to look good ourselves or is it, oh, I'm trying to attract a certain type of person so I'm going to dress and look this way? I mean, if you're just asking us for our, just our opinions, I'm going to go on and finally just go out and let's say my opinion. Uh-huh. I, I think everyone, dudes, girls, they we both go out dressing our best or what we think is our best for going out to meet someone of the opposite sex or whoever you want to attract. Right. When we're going out like outside and we want to look our, our best part, it's not always just for ourselves. Like We like compliments, like whether it's from the friends uh, male or female, we like we like compliments. So the thing that she was saying about being like half naked and things like that, like like what Jermaine was saying, dudes typically go for that. It's like yeah, like I feel like the reason why dudes go for that because we we have the same um, feeling. Like if she's dressed like that, she's trying to find a guy. Like she's trying to have some fun tonight. She's like, I feel like that's what guys think of like that that girl in particular. Like. By the way she dressed, that signals, I don't want to say the vultures, or like, but it mm. signals like, hey, like I'm I'm out for this. That's what that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I feel like that, I mean, like it's it's kind of both ways. Like, like that's just what it is. Like, that's what's going on. Like, we're not going out just like I hate that idea, like we were saying, Matt. Like, oh, I'm going out just to look good for myself and my friends and blah blah blah. Like, if you if you had a guy, right? And you're going out dressed like that. I would imagine he he might have like something to say, like. Mm-hmm. And the fact that if you have a boyfriend, you probably would not go dressed up like in the short shorts and skin tight and showing hella cleavage. Like that probably wouldn't be your typical like going out without like your guy. Like if your guy's there, I can understand like, oh, okay, he's there, like whatever. But if he's not there and she's just going out with her go- girlfriend and they're going out to like some public place. A lot of guys make it's not insecure for a guy to say, hey, I don't I don't like that. Like, it's just why are you doing that? Because that's like I said before, that's a signal to guys out there like, hey, you're you're you want to be courted or you're looking for someone you're looking for attention. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's what that means. Like, it's not it's not just because you normally dress like that. It's just because that's what that means when you wear that. I have two thoughts on that. Uh I'll speak for myself to start. Like, I I definitely know like what's within the realms of like, okay, this is acceptable to wear and this isn't. Um, and so I definitely think in a relationship, it's kind of like you've got to monitor and be like, okay, like this might be doing a little bit too much. Um, like the Kiki Palmer situation from a couple months back, like she probably was doing a little bit much. And I don't think there's anything wrong with being self-aware of like, hey, this is not necessarily respectful to my relationship. So I should probably put on something else. But I also think you need to be aware of who you're getting with before you start dating them. So for me, like I'm never dressing super, super, super crazy to start. So it's not like, oh, I went from being half naked to now I'm in a relationship and I'm wearing like a fully covered outfit. It's like, okay, maybe this is a little bit shorter you know, and I'm not going to wear this anymore. This is a little bit more low cut and I'm going to chill on that. But I think what you see is like I was saying before, a lot of men who went extremes, like 
You want the girl who's super duper over the top sexy. And then, and Kanye is a perfect example of this, him with Kim Kardashian. He like positioned her to be this like sex pot, sex symbol. And then when he went through his religious journey was like, yeah, no, you got to chill. Like, I want you to cover up. He went the exact opposite. And so I don't think that's really fair to people to ask men or women to like totally switch up that way. Um, the other thing I will say is I get what you're saying, Rod, about like certain outfits being like calling cards. And I feel like that's kind of one of the flaws of like Western culture. Like if you look at, um, for example, like Muslim culture, like they value modesty. So in like Muslim culture or Arab culture, like the girls who are considered like cute, and I'm not talking about necessarily like, you know, full blown like hijabs and stuff like that. But I'm just saying like, they'll like the girl who has on like the cute stylish outfit. She got on sneakers and some cute jeans and just looks cute and chill. And like, they'll be like, oh, she's cute. She's bad. But it's like an American culture. where Man, Matt, you you, you agree with what she's saying? I was actually going to say something very similar like a, because oh, go ahead. Our Arab peers, that's how they that's how they reacted back in the day. Is it the who? Our Arab peers? Oh, our Arab peers. Is that is that how they reacted from our I don't know. I don't know the motherfuckers like that, but possibly. Like <laughs> them. Uh, oh no. no. Like, but like the girls that they were going to like, like hate seriously like like, niggas, like niggas you were right there like living with like had any of them that respectful of women like that. I don't the so when <laughs> Jermaine said about though. Muslims, and it's like I went I they was the most savage pe- niggas that I met in college was them. But if you so ask them like, like who's a girl who you would seriously date and marry, mm-hmm. they're probably gonna tell you like the more someone of their own culture. That's what they're yeah, gonna who's tell more, you. Yeah, who's more covered up. Mm-hmm. Cause that's what they mama probably like. They mama not, you know what I'm saying? They mama mm-hmm. covered up. So it's like they were covered up around like when they go home, but they weren't covered up amongst their friends or like every day. That's not how it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that's like every time I've seen them, like like when they're around their parents and they're more like, oh, like I'm godly, I'm this, I'm that. It's like, but I seen them outside and they were doing lines. It's but like, once what? again, we're like, in America though. The American culture is different. You know what I mean? Like they that's so you what think they it's come different from. just because they over there. That's what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, in the way they act, you've seen them, and you know, in the in the garb, in the hijab, in burqa, whatever those things are called. Like they have many different ones, but like you see that, and that's because they don't well, value. You, but then you say something big was over there. Like you said, it was big about how they defecate on people. Like that was a big. Thing. Oh, you talking about Dubai? Hmm. I mean, they're a little kinky. Like that's cool. Like they can they can do their little thing over there. But <laughs> I mean, that's, so they that's can be not my business. very popular in this. But like all of a sudden, like I, I I'm just trying to like see yeah. what's the difference between Christians. No, but like, the thing is, they there's they bring... good Christians and they're like and there's like well, you're taking it now way more extreme than what I'm saying. I was just saying in other cultures. I just have we like what is attractive culture. That's like that's not true. It's because they're people like. That what, you're only saying that because they're a religion. We can take it off religion. Um, because I know you can there are Christians who are the same way who like yo, the type of girl that they think is the cute girl is like cute, but she's covered up. Like mm. they're not looking for the girl who's dressed super, super sexy. So it's not even a religious thing. There are Christians who are like that, there are Jewish people who are like, that's not a religious thing. It's just like for that guy's video as an example, 
he goes to quote unquote modern women and then asks them these questions instead of getting people who like aren't even in that space. Like there's a type of girl who you would never even see in booty shorts and her cleavage out because that's not even her thing. And there's the type of man who's going to be attracted to her not showing that. So those people should be together. You shouldn't have to get with somebody and be like, okay, well, I like her, but she's not modest. So you got to totally revamp your wardrobe. You got to change all of this because you're not with me. Like, no, if you want to be with a modest girl, be with a modest girl. There are plenty of them. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say one other instance in my own perspective. So I thought I dated a modest girl, right? And then I got with her and she, when she would go out with her girlfriend, she would wear more promiscuous outfits. Um, that wasn't like my initial meeting her and how she normally wore things, but it's like, oh, that's like, oh, you wear like things for, oh, like Halloween or Barbie or whatever, whatever type of thing that's going on on TikTok or something like that. They'd be like, they'll dress promiscuously around their girlfriends, be like, be more high rise. They'd be like, oh, and then like, like I, I would see her and I'd be like, oh, you dress like that. I was like, I never seen you wear that like around mm-hmm. me. Like, then I feel like it became a, like a little bit of like, oh, I never seen you wear that around me. Like, but you're wearing that like when you go out with your friends. That was like, I feel like that felt odd to me. That I think is totally different. Like, I think in that case, you absolutely have a right to be like, yeah, this is not the image of you that I was attracted to initially. And this is not the you that I'm familiar with. Like, why are you dressing like this when I'm not around? Oh, so that is different when, in that case. Oh, then. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, you don't think that's the Kiki situation? <laughs> like a little bit? Like, that's why I said it wasn't something. right when Kiki did it. I was saying oh. I didn't agree with what Kiki did. Okay. I was saying mm-hmm. I think that she should have respected the fact that, like, you are a mom, you're in a relationship, and like you're going out with your whole ass out. Like if your man says, I don't feel comfortable with that, it shouldn't be a big deal to be like, nah, let me change. Especially because Kiki, I know we already like debriefed this a lot a couple months ago, but like she was never the sexy girl. No offense, but like she never showed her body. And then all of a sudden now she's showing it everywhere. I think her man has a right to be like, this is not the woman that like I chose to be with. Hey, I'm, I'm I'm just wondering. I'm just like putting all different sides because like that guy today, looking at him, everybody would call him insecure for saying that and saying because she re-envisioned herself and this is how she has grown into a different age and embracing her, her womanhood, her body. However she wants to dress, they'd be like, hey, that's just on her. You shouldn't feel insecure about that. So I know there's a bunch of different perspectives on it. I would just say it's fine that he said that, but keep this shit off the internet. We don't need to like we all these damn Jada Smith uh headlines I keep seeing randomly on social media when I just randomly log on. Like we don't need to hear about this shit. Yeah. That's the whole thing. Like it's fine to ask her to be like, hey, or just even have a conversation about it. I was gonna say if I had a magic wand, I for 48 hours would remove all relationship content from the internet like Mm -hmm. no relationship podcast no tiktoks no people tweeting about stuff that's in their relationships no subs about relationships no text memes Mm -hmm. that are hinting about your relationship i remove it all like i am so sick of people bringing their relationships and their relationship ideals to the internet like we don't need to know 48 hours is not long enough though 48 hours 48 oysters (laughs) 
48 oysters is that a lot? I don't know. She greedy. 38? <laughs> she greedy. <laughs> My God. Damn, man. Plus I can understand we did that together. Like, we both worked on 48, but okay. But by yourself, like, I'm looking at you. And then don't forget, she got a, the entree and the drink. You want to play the video, or should we just get into it? No, I'm playing. I'm looking at it right now. Let me um pull that up. They got the best oysters in Atlanta, like hands down. So I'm like, I love yeah, if I get some content, come on. I'm so good. I'm about to go now. Oh God. <laughs> so there's plate one. Is it thick? I've never had an oyster. I've never had one. You either. are too old for that. <laughs> Low key. Oh, you had them right. That slurp. Oh yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. I love that sound. <laughs> okay. Yeah, when the fourth one came out, he was looking at me crazy. I didn't give a. F I'm like, baby, you invited me out. I'm gonna eat, and I was coming anyway. But I ain't gonna lie. Now I want to did all that, but I did do all that. It was so good. I was not expecting it to be that good. Mm. <laughs> it was just so good. Like I just, I had to. It was so good. Oh, so man. after that, mm. yes, ma'am. I'm like, baby, mm, what's next? What I'm about to eat? What you potato. mean? What you mean? What you about to eat? You just <laughs> ate. You just ate the whole sea. What did you talk about? See out her damn mind. This, mm, they were so good in the crab cakes. The Everything was, was so good. Them. Ten, ten, baby. Why the f is crab this? Cake. You say he going to the bathroom and never come back. <laughs> the f I'm like, hold the f on. It's been like 10, 20, 30 minutes. What the f this nigga hey, had to end up grabbing a tab. Nigga left me with his little one fucking drink. Yeah, bitch. I'm so glad you keep me some money. Cause what? That was crazy to me. And I said, you run out on the tab. He's like, running out on the tab is crazy. <laughs> he um, said, uh, I can cash out the rest for the drinks. So. I offered to take you out for drinks and you ordered all that food. I can cash out you for the drinks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the oysters actually fill you up, Rodney. I mean, it's an appetizer. Um, okay. Yeah, they can fill you up. There's different so, kinds. I mean, you get them grilled, raw. Yeah, there's different specialty ones. So, what they, is a normal amount to eat where it's like you should be full after this? I mean, some people just do it like you grab some drinks, grab some oysters. They may get like a dozen uh, oysters, and you can. Like normally, I get like if I get a dozen, I'm sharing probably with another person. If I like by myself, I get about six and a drink, a cocktail or something like that. So um, you're confirming then that 48 is absolutely crazy. Yeah, 48 is. I'm not that big of an oyster fan. I'm more. I'm only just do it just like if I got a taste for it for at the time. Like, but I'm not that big of an oyster fan where I'm. Where I can eat 48 though. It's not that good for me to be like, hey, I got. I need. I need 48 of them. I've already also seen, I'm not that greedy. I've also seen the internet do what the internet does. And I, I saw a girl today posting about like, yeah, next time a guy takes me out, I'm about to get uh five dozen oysters just because you know, women gotta show each other up. So 
It's about to be an oyster off on these streets. She gonna turn into an oyster eating sixty oysters. Like what the fuck? And that it's fine. You know what, man? Like this is my thing, man. Like you done sat there and ate forty eight oysters, and then you got an entree. Like come on, what are we doing? Like who? You already know what you expect. I know you. What you be? You buy the oysters. I already know what you thinking. Not after forty eight. Oh, like the I don't know what you, I don't know what you're trying to get at, but I'm not thinking nothing <laughs> buying oysters to be honest. Are you trying to get that it's an aphrodisiac? Yeah. But 48, I think, is past that effect. Like it's like you fool or not. Like she's about to be out. <laughs> crab cakes. See ya. Yeah, like that's crazy. Um <laughs> That you know what that might have been why he got pissed off too because that meal is one that I'm sure as a man you gotta know like I'm not getting any tonight. Like mm-hmm. there's some meals where it's like you know she might get, but when she goes super crazy, nah, mm-mm. she's like, about to go home and go to sleep. Like she really filled her stomach up. I guess like, I want I want I wouldn't think that actually. <laughs> 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 like. <laughs> I feel like may I, I feel like I'll be a ham in that situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like, what, if she ordered all that, like I'm I'm thinking like like it's me and sexy red tonight. Like <laughs> gonna pound. Like if I'm like if I'm ordering all that, like you really going crazy. I'm like, we ordering drinks. I'm like I'm, I'm gonna go along with you to be honest. I'm like, all right, like that's what we doing. Like <laughs> I'll be very shocked. Like I don't even know if I want to do it after she done ate 48 oysters. Like, I don't even think no. that it would be like, like, she's going to be burping oyster juice and shit. Like, excuse me. Like, no, I'm not Both doing people that. burping oyster juice. <laughs> oh, so you split it. Okay. So if you split it 24 I'm and 24. Two. I'm eating oysters. Okay. Because that's what I'm trying, to, that's what I'm trying to. I was thinking of the video, like, he didn't eat <laughs> no oysters. No, for real. Like forty eight though, I'm assuming he had to. He like had to. All bloated. Yeah, like she really full no. though. I don't be feeling like doing shit when I full. I don't know about Same. y'all, but like, that that's not like I'm gonna be like, all right, baby, we gonna do one plate, then we can do the entree. You ain't never told a girl you gonna get one plate. Stop it. I never had a girl that wanted to get more than one plate. <laughs> that the, this uh, this motherfucker is is an anomaly. Like, I never nah, seen no girls. Shit girls, they be ordering. They'd be like, all right, let me get this, this, mm. this. <laughs> like, and I'm gonna but get a little, I want like a little little bit of that. And mm. Easter, like, <laughs> oh, you seen a girl eat that much on a date? I don't I don't think I ever have for real. Like four That's plates. That's a lot of food to eat in one sitting. That's a lot. All that butter and hot sauce and like, come on. It's like, not going down. It is not going down. That's her easy down. excuse to be like, all right, so I'll see you later. I'm a little tired. You know, I just ate. I just ate. So I don't really. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, man. <laughs> be so I'll be fucking pissed off. Like, That's why he left. That's exactly why he left. I get it. He seen what was happening. Rod just frozen in the smile. That shit is funny. <laughs> he just froze <laughs> smiling. Oh, um, but let, you know what, man? We didn't sat on here and talked y'all ear off uh, enough for today. Let's go ahead and get into some highlights for the week. I'll kick it off and I will highlight um, this new artist out of Atlanta. Speaking of Atlanta that I had, you know, I had listened to the other day. Actually, I've been 
I probably have found out about her like maybe a month or two ago. Uh, her name is Vada, V-A-Y-D-A. Mm-hmm. She has a song I like called, um, damn, what's that damn song called? Give me one second to pull that up. Bingo. It also has a video to go to it. So, like, I don't know. It's just an interesting sound, especially, like, a, a woman rapper, a girl rapper from Atlanta. Like, mm-hmm. it's a sound that I would never expect, and it's a sound that I never really heard before. So, like, I, I, I just find it interesting. So, check out that bingo by Veda. And, uh, Jermaine, what you got for us this week? So, uh, I wanted to highlight um, Waiting on You uh, by Pink Sweats featuring Sabrina Claudio. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she's still supposed to be canceled. I can't remember, but oh, no. I I still like Sabrina Claudio. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. y'all. No, she don't. Yeah. She don't. Man, fire. Mm-hmm. Right, what you got for the people this week? Um, I only heard like a little bit of it, but I'm gonna go ahead and highlight West Side Gun and then you pray for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he just came out with it this past weekend. It seemed like it's like the next package deal from Pray for Pairs that he released in uh, 2020. Oh, now the album title don't make sense now. I was like, and then you pray for me? That didn't make sense mm-hmm. to me. I get it now. Okay. And the style of the beats and some of it was like, you know, he had the uh, tap dancing and all that stuff. Like he, like they tap dancing on the dope. Like <laughs> it, <Yeah. laughs> the, the, shit, the shit is fire. Okay. Okay, super dope. So uh, check out that West Side Gun, that new album. Oh, oh, one more thing. I might as uh-huh. well. Uh, <clears throat> Danger. These, he went ahead and dropped the deluxe as well. Mm-hmm. And the Offset, too. Yeah, the Offset was straight. I yeah, I ain't gonna lie. That shit was straight. What I heard, it was um, it was some heaters on there. Um, Wish I would have heard that Playboy Cardi one, but he didn't clear the, he didn't clear the song. So disappointing. Not surprising. But- yeah exactly so um but yeah man check out that that all the stuff that we just talked about and um yeah let us know what you thought of the episode man but if you made it this far we appreciate you thank you for listening this is the friends podcast we out peace